There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Yo, how's it going? You know what? It is going fantiferific, if you will. Fantiferific. That's pretty good. That's um, fantiferific. It is. So we had a fun episode this week. We had mm-hmm. hammer grabs, field trips, swamp doctors. Oh my, right? <laughs> like we had a lot of stuff going on. They're, you know, they didn't want us to think we had forgotten about the swamp. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know what? We didn't. Definitely not. Uh, I mean, the swamp always has a big swampy place in her heart. Mm-hmm. Well, the swamp uh, has been a real focus this season. And yeah, it's been that's been really nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are definitely not done there. Like there is a lot left to do in the swamp. Yeah, we've been mostly focused on the money pit because, well, they're we j- haven't been able to dig a lot this season. Well, they're getting down and dirty now. You know, we've got uh, the spoils of the money pit going to the wash table, getting sprayed off by, you know, Jack and Jack and Steve, Steve and, dynamic duo over you know, there. They're, they're killing it. They bring mm-hmm. in reinforcements with Dan Hensky. Right. right? So. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but we've got, uh, it's just, it's been a fun season and this was a fun episode. There's a lot going on. It was kind of rapid fire. It it really was. And, you know, I was kind of thinking as the show was wrapping up, I was going, man, wait, there's a lot that's happened this year. Like we should do like a bullet point because. Uh, it seems like so long ago. There's been a lot of episodes. Be like, okay, what did they do at the beginning of the season to where we are now? There was, there's a lot. Like, what well, about the sluiceway? And lucky for you, it looks like that's going to happen next week. The episode, the season finale is next week, and it's called Timeline. Dun, and dun, dun. We saw, you know, I'm jumping all the way to the end here, but with the uh, on the war room table, there's like a liter, like a legit timeline that uh-huh. they put on the table, and they're putting all their finds and what they date to and whatnot. You know, we don't know all the details, but mm-hmm. that looked pretty cool. So they're doing kind of what you want them to do. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be fun. And considering that the episode is called Timeline, that it's probably an important part. It's part of that wrap up in the war room and all the fun stuff. Probably going to be a sad moment when they have to say goodbye to another season at Oak Island, but they'll be back. They're probably tired. I, I, they're they're going to need tired. to sleep for weeks to catch up. Yeah. So what happened this episode? We had Money Pit. We had Swamp. We had... Mm-hmm. What, what do you want to talk about? Oh, geez. Should we jump into the Money Pit? That's the bulk? Or should we uh, tackle the Swamp think... first? What do you think? Jeez. Let's go Money Pit first. Okay. Money Pit. So this is season seven, episode 22. Mark's X the Spot. Mark X the Spot. Who was Mark? Where was he at? Mark. Is he one of those guys who work for Irving that, um, Maybe. that you just don't know? Like, is that the guy that uh, was, was uh, controlling the crane that broke Possibly. the oscillator? Broke it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he wants to be responsible for breaking it. Well, we'll is just that call a, him Mark. You break it. You buy it? Yeah, but we'll just call them okay, from now. That on. makes sense. <laughs> All right. So they're hammer grabbing. Mm-hmm. Lots of wood. Gary's metal detecting. I love that that's like an action. Yeah. Well, hammer grabbing. Hammer grabbing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, at the beginning, one of the first things Marty says is, Whoa, baby. <laughs> like he's over there. Um, wow. 
you know, it's just, it's just so much, like so much is coming out of this can, mm -hmm. but you know, it's to be expected. It's an eight foot wide can. So the volume is almost twice as much as what they had been pulling out in the smaller cans. So, you know, you're expecting to bring out a whole bunch more stuff, but it's just, mm -hmm. it's overwhelming a little bit, I think to them. I bet it's overwhelming. And the fact that, you know, the can that they have put down is based off of all this data they've collected over the season. Mm -hmm. And that's really, I mean, we're at our best possible shot right now. Well, they've been jumping around. They've been like, okay, so this piece of data brings us to this point. The mm -hmm. sluice way brings us to this. Shaft nine brings us to that. You know, um, all the work we did, you know, getting uh, from the, from Smith's Cove, trying to find the flood tunnel, going through the uplands into the money pit. All of it's triangulating to this spot. All of it is triangulating off of all of Steve's pinpoint data, though. He's like, find something new. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. And triangulate, triangulate, triangulate. It's just Steve, it's amazing. I think Steve is one of the most critical, valuable. critical members of the team. And yeah. He's pretty valuable, too. I'll give you, well, I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, when the year opened, I was like, oh, thank goodness. I've been saying they need someone like this survey there. Man. It's a full-time job. Yeah, is that um, when we make Steve's uh, trading card, is he going to be survey man? Because we're doing the superheroes. Yeah, but I, I want him <laughs> to have full control of the GPS, like satellites that mm. are hanging out. And then he could really like mess up his enemies or something. Whoa. Like Whoa. trip them out. Send them in the wrong direction. Uh-huh. Disorient them. Yeah. Mm. They're going to have to learn how to read a map instead of use Google. Ooh, that's oh. hard. That's, that's exactly. like going back to the Stone Age. I mean, Ooh. we're talking about the royal cartographer who knows how to read maps. So if he can uh, he, mess up he, his foes. I think he makes the maps, yo. Right, right. <laughs> All right. So we've got uh, Rick and Doug and Justin. Mm -hmm. Do you know Justin? I do know Justin. He's like uh, the helper guy that uh, is... Seen but never heard from. Seen, yeah, he, you know that's a good point. Yeah, so um, he's like one of the helpers. We we did our Oak Island uh, pregame show mm -hmm. on Tuesday, Tuesday, and he showed up into the chat with uh, a couple other Oak Island people. We had Scott Barlow. Yep, and we had Tony Sampson. Mm -hmm. So hey, if you want to hang out with some big names, you know, yeah. come hang out with us on our uh, pregame show on Tuesdays. Well, I guess there's only one left this season, right? Yeah, but it was a party. It was a party. Steve shows it was, up it was sometimes. A, it was really good. Yeah. So it, you know, it's like a war room light, on light. Could it be? Yeah, it's, a, it's war room light. War room light but, duty. Yeah, we're we're having fun with it. So you should show up. That's at eight o'clock PM uh -huh. Eastern, five o'clock PM Pacific on Tuesdays before the show starts. All right. All right. Anyway, back on track. Back on track. So Clotworthy recaps the old tools that they found and the timbers that had Roman numerals in it, uh -huh. right? And then uh, what happened after that? Well, I have a note here that says everyone is very dirty, like full blown waterproof gear, like even Gary. Yeah. Gary has his khaki stuff on underneath. You could tell. But uh -huh. yeah, he's he's like, no, I'll never get these stains out. Right. <laughs> I'll never get these stains out. Uh, Gary and Terry. So Gary and Terry. Gary and I Terry. mean, that sounds like a two peas in a pod, uh, are looking at those big pieces of wood mm -hmm. that keep coming up. And it's interesting. Terry's like pointing out and even Gary, you know, hey, look, if you hold the wood this way, it's really neat because you can tell how 
it was laying underground, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because the caisson went right through it. Yep. That's a so, good piece of information. Yeah, so that beam wasn't horizontal. It was more vertical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty neat stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but then we got some new Terryisms. Oh, yeah. And, so Gary walks away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, these, we got these Terryisms, and we got this new toy. Like, we got <laughs> a new little device here that um, enables us to hopefully enhance the podcast, right? Uh, hopefully. Hopefully so this we'll is, this We're not going to do too much of it this time because we're still trying to learn it. But we got this thing called the Stream Deck. It's from a company called Elgato. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's made for like video game streaming mostly, but mm -hmm. we can use it for our purposes. And mm -hmm. here is what we're going to use it for, at least some of what we're going to use it for. We're going uh, yeah. to try to integrate a bunch of stuff. But yep. we got sounds. Yeah, so Gary walks away and then Larry. <laughs> and then Larry. Terry yep. chimes in. Oh, bingo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, bingo. Yep, but he, he wasn't found done there. Something. He wasn't done there. Uh-huh. Yep, because he's looking at these new uh, Roman numerals he just found. Right? Oh, yeah. He's... And this is what he has to say about that. It's a uh, Mercapalooza. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> oh, the clip oh, that keeps on we giving. We couldn't stop laughing. We cannot stop laughing. That was so good. So Gary walks away. It's a Marco Palooza. What does that mean? That means there are Roman numerals all over things. Everywhere. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it's a Marco Palooza. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> oh, yes. man. That, we can't get man, enough of that. I want to hang out with Terry for a day. Yeah. That oh, guy. I bet you he's hilarious. Oh, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. All right. So um, then... Which but, was awesome. Okay. Yeah, so on a serious that. note, mm -hmm. Roman numerals. Whoa. 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 Yeah. He washes it off really good. Mm -hmm. He's got his brush out there. He's yep, buffing him up. And then uh, he has Mar Marty come and take a look at it. And this says that they, uh, they're they not associated with the head in or chapel shafts. Mm -hmm. You know, the wood is much older than that. Mm -hmm. So what does it mean? It's just, wow. Yeah. Terry. Well, Ter Terry and Marty, they're, they're looking at him and they're like, you know, I bet you these fit together, uh, like Roman numeral to Roman numeral, you know, to they face into each other. And, uh, you know, that's the way you, you put them together so that you build your structure. And Deidre's thinking like, what? What the first thing I said was Lincoln log theory confirmed. <laughs> okay. They're yeah. marked. It's like getting a piece of Ikea furniture. You put three and three together, two and two together. These are the original IKEA furniture builders. Lincoln Logs. Lincoln Logs. Well, I guess Lincoln Logs don't usually come with like. Yeah, but they fit together like that. But they they fit together like Lincoln Logs have instructions like IKEA. Yep. There you go. It's just it's mind blowing. It was pretty cool. There's no way you come to this island to do something of this scale and don't already have it planned and engineered out. There's no way. It would take twice as long. They know what they're get doing. Caught. They're ready. Right? They're ready. Yeah. Some, you know, when I think about them, when they, uh, the people that deposited it, mm -hmm. um, if they, if we date that them back to like the uh, 1769 dates, mm -hmm. that uh, the U shaped structure, um, you know, that's only 20, what, five years or so before the discovery of the money pit. Yeah. Okay. So if these guys came in with a plan, mm -hmm. they came in with the wood ready to go, like already cut, already Roman numeraled, they knew what they were going to do, right? Mm hmm. And so they dig down and they get to the um, whatever target 
they're trying to go for. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they could do that in probably a few months, depending on like the work, like the workforce they had. Mm -hmm. You know, if it was just two guys in a bucket, probably not too, uh, not probably not a month or two. Mm -hmm. But if they had like, you know, dozens or hundreds of guys, you know, it could have been done in weeks. Yeah. You know, dug all the way down, dig the flood tunnels, set everything up. They do. Okay. Those guys did not have to um, find anything. All they had to do is bury it and get out of there. Mm -hmm. So if it was done even in a year, Mm -hmm. all that was done in a year. So 25 years goes by, the ground settled. um, You know, there's that depression in the ground when the Mm -hmm. boys find it. You know, it just, it's plausible to me. Mm -hmm. I think if also it was people coming from multiple places, part of the work could have been done by these people over here, or if they had someone had been to the island first they could have marked the trees that they're going to use come in you do it real quick because i'm thinking are we really going to haul timbers from overseas when weight's important maybe maybe not but like we're saying this is a feat of engineering right there's no way they're not coming in without exactly how to do it like you said even if it's done in a year in and out yeah and like if you if it was done in a year and let's say they're out of there by 1770. Mm-hmm. That's plenty of time for everything to grow back over, make and the land to return to a state where it looks like nobody was there, mm-hmm. except for you know if you notice a depression some years later or whatever. Yeah, you know. So like I'm just what I'm trying to say is like it's not that far fetched, even though it's, it feels far fetched because it it's like this legendary treasure thing. But I could see how it could happen. I thought it was really far-fetched when I first got into this, but then when you start seeing things like these logs come out of the ground, you're like, okay, something was something. It's not, we can't really deny something was going on now. There's just no way. Well, look, look at the swamp. Look at this paved stone area. Why, why is that there? If not for some kind of big operation. Exactamundo. Had to to have been something. Swample Stiltskin is going to tell us. Yeah, for sure. Okay, moving on. Moving on. So Doug and Vanessa arrive. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Vanessa calls him <laughs> her bodyguard. <laughs> um, if okay. you are on Instagram, there's a wonderful account called Oak Island Memes. And uh, he did a <laughs> wonderful picture of Doug carrying Vanessa in the movie the bodyguard like on a poster yeah the movie, like the a movie poster like he's kevin cosner and she's whitney houston yeah, right? yeah that's it says funny. oak island bodyguard starring doug crowl and wow it's funny <laughs> it, pretty it's good. pretty good anyways it's real good so uh doug says that no one has ever um in the money pit like in the money pit area mm-hmm. uh excavated to blow 113 to 114 feet and so they got to be close at this point because mm-hmm. um, they're they're right they're right there. Mm-hmm. I think they're at 108 feet, right? Yeah, they were just. Yeah. Yeah, they were just um, yeah doing their thing. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so we got the uh, let's see here. What's the next thing on my note? We got Rick says that well, the money pit this. puzzle mm-hmm. is a thousand piece puzzle, and it's all coming together. Yep. And, and Gary finds something. He does. Yeah. Um, what does he find? He finds a oh. giant hook. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like immediately when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's a crowbar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But guess not. <laughs> because <laughs> something uh, kind of cool and crazy, they were able to like almost immediately go to Carmen Lake. Yeah. And that's unheard of. You know, it's usually like one or two commercial breaks before they yeah. get, get on their field trip. 
well it's like like okay we find it and it felt very much like this is urgent it, it was a mid not even a mid it was like a quarter of the way through the episode that they took a field trip that's mm -hmm. unusual yeah yeah it was quick and uh, carmen leg uh lays down some knowledge as, as <laughs> oh always. yeah as always so um yeah he takes it over there like gary's pretty gary was pretty excited about finding it rick's like what is it he's like you bang stuff with it he's like using as like, a hammer <laughs> he's like trying to like hook pieces of wood and drag <laughs> them around and i'm thinking don't do that like to me it gary's didn't like look... whoa dude that's sharp <laughs> you know? yeah dodging him you know yeah, Maybe pretty that was uh but like I had mentioned before, my initial thought was it had to be a pulley or something mm -hmm. like yeah, that. Yeah. And so we had Carmen or sorry, um, Craig and Alex take that artifact over to Carmen Lake to mm -hmm. get his opinion. Craig says that it was found at about 120 feet deep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's good to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's deeper than what Doug had said had been, you know, stuff had been pulled out of the money pit. Mm -hmm. So, but also, it's kind of strange because they're pulling out pieces of the head and shaft and, or the shield. Mm -hmm. And if the shield, you know, that was put in in 1931, he says. So, I mean. But if there's been disturbance. But it's it's wide, too. It's eight feet. Yeah. Know? So And something falls, mm -hmm. like, below. And things are shifting. I mean, nothing's original, <laughs> yeah. really, there. And we know Pretty that unstable. they, that based off the fact that it was called, you know, the chapel vault and mm -hmm. then it if they were digging alongside it they're pretty darn close mm -hmm. it's very possible for things to shift and that to happen oh yeah for sure all right so carmen says that the artifact is three quarters of an inch mm -hmm. like thick yep and he noted that it had this little wear mark like at the at the hook mm -hmm. so something very worn there yeah so something had been hanging on it for a long long time because mm -hmm. you know they, they noted how heavy it was mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that it's not softer metal I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't think they said it was iron. I thought he said it was iron. Okay. So, um, yeah, he said so. it was metal. Obviously, you could see the striations in it. Yeah. And the wear was really on just the one side of mm -hmm. the hook. So to him, that said something would be there consistently, like you're constantly putting your lantern there, or a pulley or rope. To me, it makes sense to have that, like it would be a rope guide or something. Because, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I could, that's what I imagined it was. Kind of rubbing against yeah. it there. Yeah, because like if you have a rope there and it's in that groove, you know, it's going to stay in that groove and that's going to help it secure it basically mm -hmm. so it doesn't, you know, Yeah, and it's going to wear right yeah. into yeah. that. Even if you didn't put the groove there, it's going to wear into that if you're mm -hmm. pulling anything heavy. It's especially heavy, yeah, yeah. Especially significant weight. I thought it was interesting. Craig and Alex seemed pretty surprised by that mm -hmm. it, the idea that it would be into a a wall or a ceiling of clay or rocks mm -hmm. instead of wood mm -hmm. it, so very much not like what they were expecting yeah it's it's you know it's kind of a big old gnarly hook thing isn't it mm -hmm. and it was like wavy in the middle like it's been Mm -hmm. something's happened to it it got like warped or something but you thought it might not have been warped it, what if my thought was if it was originally built that way and you've got it coming either out of the ceiling or even out of the wall horizontally you have something that's going through the hook but you could also 
it, let's say it is a piece of rope and there's a pulley at the end, you've also got to have a rope coming back the other way. Well, if it's bent like that, it can act as a guide for your returning rope. Mm -hmm. So granted, I have to remember that it was pulled up with a hammer grab. So it might be bent, but it felt really uniform the way it was bent to me. Like it was a rope going one way and then looping back to pull things, whatever the material is or treasure. I don't know, but that makes sense to me. It didn't seem like a booby trap item. It seemed more like a, a very utilitarian item, if you will. So not an old crowbar confirmed. <laughs> yeah, I mean very likely not like a crowbar but um i like i don't know i just always enjoy when they go to carmen leg and uh get his two cents about whatever you know he's just he's a wealth of knowledge he just knows all about the metal uh craig he's a metalhead he's a metalhead <laughs> craig asks him anything that would indicate a date to you mm -hmm. and i i and <laughs> he says uh you know like 1700 seems right of course that's without testing the metal or anything and Craig mentioned something about testing it, but it doesn't mean that would happen. Yeah, they also say something about, or they they bring out the other artifact that they mm -hmm. found last week, the um, pickaxe looking mm -hmm. deal. And um, Carmen quickly says, "Yeah, that's a rock hammer." Like he knew exactly mm -hmm. what it was. And he, they called he, it a pick, and he's a typical rock hammer. Yeah, he, corrects them. <laughs> he he literally was like, "Oh yeah, I've seen a million. Like it, it felt like he's like, "Yeah, I've seen a yeah. million of those." Or you know, I know everything about that. Like. He instantly knew, right? And so he says that it was something that was definitely not used out in the open. Yeah. It would have been used underground or in a tunnel or shaft or a cave and says that it could date back to the Middle Ages. Yeah, I get it. That's pretty sweet. It was made to have a lot of power on a short stroke because, you know, it only had one pick. The other side was blunt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's probably, you know, uh, a good, like, you, you maybe even just bring it back to your chest and then, you know, lunge it forward to pick well, piece by piece there's a reason that it's a short handle right it would like he said it's not made to swing in the open yeah this is the max amount of damage or force for that small tight area i'm not going to be swinging something with a long handle or even with a sharp end in an area like that and yeah i'm probably not gonna pull it back to my chest because i might like you know hurt myself the other part had a, a blunt end yeah know? it had a blunt it's end, not, you're not naturally. gonna like stab yourself in the heart no right? but you might like punch yourself in the heart <laughs> i don't know yeah so they go back to the money pit yep. i mean that's kind of the end of the field trip yep but we have we go from the money pit because they're looking at the spoils to jack and steve mm -hmm. manning the uh, wash table right yes and what and does steve find right away <laughs> First off, I just wanted to mention that Robert Clotworthy, our wonderful narrator, points out that it is a custom-built wash table. And I was like, ooh, this feels like the Cadillac. Wow. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize we needed to uh, emphasize that. Custom, yo. Custom. What did Steve find? Well, he found a rock. Yeah, he found a rock. That was really funny. He's like, hey, I found something. And then Jack's like, oh, what'd you find? And he's like, a rock. Oh, he's like, oh, it's a rock. <laughs> I, <laughs> it was pretty funny, Steve. He got excited. Oh, he was excited. It, it was it was very sweet. He's just like, oh, yay, a rock. <laughs> well, like, the whole table's full of rocks, you know? <laughs> so was it a really special rock? I don't get one. it. It's yeah. Steve's rock. 
<laughs> Steve Zarak. That's right. Uh, All right. So Jack found something <laughs> like that was an actual thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Then it's Jack's turn to get something off the table. You find a little tiny piece of an old rope. Yeah. What if it's a rope that fits in that little pulley? Mm -hmm. What if it, you know, made that groove? It could it, could be? it be? <laughs> and they both agree it was at depth, which is super important. Mm -hmm. And it's just. Well, that, that means there wouldn't be any real contamination. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that's at least that's what Steve says. So mm -hmm. that's pretty neat. And then that was, uh, they mentioned that being around the 120 foot level. Mm -hmm. And that is the same level that that. Hook? Yeah. The... I, I was going to say hammer, but <laughs> hook. Yes. Came out of. And then Jack finds hair. Hair? Yeah. He's been finding a lot of hair this season. He well, figured Steve out where it all went. Hair, and we're like, why did they jump to hair right away? <laughs> well, it looks like hair. Yeah. Hey, you know, you're just going to say what it looks like right off the bat. Then you think about it, it you're like, oh, looks like it's coconut, coconut fiber. fiber. Well, but that's not like a normal thing people see every day. They see it a little more on Oak Island, but. That's true. I think. When was the last time you seen coconut fiber out in the wild? Hmm? Hmm? Never. That's right. At the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Packing but, the coconuts. Okay. Right. Packing the coconut. Okay. But. Yes, it initially looks like hair or something out of, you know, a drain. Mm -hmm. And it's like, ew. But they both get very excited about it. Because when you have coconut fiber, we're definitely on the right track. Jack has a whole segment about his excitement about it. They agree it needs to be bagged. And it needs its own bag. It is special enough, important enough to get its own bag. Obviously, it's getting tested. Of course. Mm -hmm. And so, Clotworthy kind of went into a whole uh, spiel about coconut fiber history on oak island correct amundo right. and then uh yeah like you said they tagged the bag mm -hmm. or bag the tag it, <laughs> something like that bag it and tag it and then we have a special guest show we up. do who shows up how's it going hensky yeah <laughs> dan dan hensky is hanging out at the wash table with our buddy steven jack right? yeah mentions it's just too good not to come over here because too good to resist yeah too good to resist he he needs to get his hands on those spoils so. how's it going hensky how's it going hensky <laughs> so hensky shows up <laughs> and steve instantly knows to give him his tool yeah he's i was like, like he's like he's like steve give me my stick <laughs> and it seems like a scepter that is passed yeah. over yeah. and i can't just I think it's a stick. <laughs> yeah, if anybody <laughs> has some, some uh, uh, intel what this uh, yeah. magical tool that Dan Hensky uses is, please let us yeah, know. Yeah, like, I guess it's kind of like, it would be like a big comb, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we're kind of picking through. I don't know. Apparently, it does the job really well because the they hung on to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. So uh, Steve finds something, and Jack uh, says... That's a no idea. Yeah. So what is this? And, you know, it looks like another rock. And, but it's got I think some... Steve's really good at finding those rocks. Steve likes rocks. And maybe him and Terry go way back. Hey, rock and roll, man. <laughs> and Jack mentions that it looks like it's got some concrete on the side. And then Clotworthy ties that into the Chapel Vault right of, away. Of naturally. Because back in, uh, what was it, early uh, 1900s or was mm -hmm. it early 1800s, uh, Chapel uh had drilled down and they thought they punctured mm -hmm. a, ca a chamber that had um some kind of the chapel vault yeah well it had uh concrete yeah concrete, a concrete lined, lining on it mm -hmm. so and i don't know 
yeah, they both label it a label it. A, I have a no no idea. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it's bagged and tagged and bag tagged and ready later. to go, just like that hair. Um, let's see here, and then we flash back over to the money pit. They're at about 160 feet in depth. Yep, Vanessa says that one. Mm-hmm. And then Gary's metal detecting, of course. Mm-hmm. He found a timber with a nail in it. Why didn't we get any details about these nails? I don't they must have been modern. Mm, I doubt it. Well, why would they not show us then? Well, they've picked up a lot of spikes and nails well, and stuff. They, they eventually are hitting something that was part of um, the head and shaft. Because mm, that's true. They tap into the head and shield, right? Mm-hmm. And they pull it up. So it must they must have been realizing, oh, the head and shaft um, like came what? into our path or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you dig straight down, it's never really straight down. No. You know? It goes in, you know, it fluctuates a little bit left or left, right, north, south, east, west, whatever. Yep. And, you know, they must have just clipped part of it. And that's how they ended up mm-hmm. with that shield as well. I thought I remember there being mention of the shield going missing, if you will, like they expected to see it, but didn't. So Doug mentions that it could have fallen down mm-hmm. in a collapse or a shift or whatever don't know so. all i know is when i saw uh gary go to it he's first of all he's like i'm gonna need a me- bigger metal detector because it's like this big old huge piece of metal and i was expecting to see it to say quarantine on one side of it you know right it, just like a uh, lost yeah it looks like the damaged hatch um door from mm-hmm. lost <laughs> and when he said i need a big old, bigger metal detector my thought was he should be able to find out with a smaller one mm-hmm well, or his you, eyes. So I watched an episode without you. Sorry, of <gasps> uh, the Rob Riggle investiga- oh, yeah. uh, global funny. investigator. Yeah, and he was doing metal detecting in the water with like this huge. Um, it looked like a bazooka. <laughs> you know, it was like a huge metal detector that was like big and long and yellow. And it, it, anyways, it's able to like detect things from oh, fifteen hundred yeah, feet seen away. Those. Okay, yeah, fifteen hundred feet away. Hyper sensitive. It's like. Yeah, I mean, they can't put that down into the money pit because the caisson is metal. But um, I just wonder if something like that would help. If it's, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's not as uh, sensitive. You know, maybe it's just. I think they're the really. Range. I don't know. Sensitive, but they possibly go much deeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is, would something like that be beneficial in, say, the swamp, or? You know, going out there and scanning it when it's frozen over like they did a number of years ago. Yeah, but they must have a reason for not using something like that or else they would just use it because, you know, you know, Gary knows all about it. So, Oh, I'm I have no doubt. Plus, you know, there's only so many people, so many hours in a day. You have to focus your efforts in the hopefully the most productive direction. So um, they all look to Doug to say, what year is that? And he's able to say, well, that's 1931. Yep. And so Doug grabs it mm-hmm. with uh, Mike Jardine from Irving Equipment. And they yep. lift it and take it out. I'm sure they threw it into Billy's bucket. Mm-hmm. And uh, Clot- Clotworthy went into a little explanation about why the shield was there in the first place. Mm-hmm. And like why they built it like that. Um, but. Something then broke on the oscillator. Oh, yeah. We get the buildup. Yeah. Everyone's like looking around like, what's going on? What's going on? Mm-hmm. It's a lot. There's, they're saying the pressure's climbing and it's was it oscillating at 2,500 pounds per square inch. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. That's not that much pressure. 
think it's like double <laughs> what they oh. were expecting. Yeah. And at that point, the uh, Vanessa points out that the equipment, I think it was the crane, jumped like six inches. And to get a crane <laughs> to jump, I don't know. I, I'm just saying that I couldn't get a crane to jump. <laughs> Unless you I trained a crane. <laughs> I have not done that. Yeah. So like a piece of one of the metal braces broke. Mm -hmm. And on off of uh, what was holding the the oscillator to the crane. Yeah. And so it broke the people. It broke in the people like uh, you know they're yeah it's like eh well that sucks right now but we got to fix it and. They fix yeah. it and they get back to work, right? Well, yeah, they're, you know, Mike comes out, they figure out what it is. At least it's not a, a bigger issue. It's not like the earth underneath it collapsing away like we saw last year. And Vanessa comes and lets them know that, hey, our equipment really took a beating. It's, you know, we lost a few teeth <laughs> and uh broke one of the straps we're gonna have to do some welding like i picture the equipment like with a black eye and missing teeth it it, it took a real beating glad <laughs> that the we had the bigger and heavier cans this year that is nice but they go ahead and um they make those repairs mm -hmm. it takes them about three hours and then they work into the dusk you know it's it's beginning to be nighttime on oak island yeah oak island after dark <laughs> <laughs> well the days are going you know quicker right mm -hmm. so advancement is very slow mm -hmm. they're only bringing up water really that's all it looks like mm -hmm. they're at a depth of 181 feet that's deep like yeah are they really expecting stuff to be still down there beyond that well rick's rick's was feeling good about it yeah well what they were saying is so vanessa said that it's advancing at four inches an hour Okay, that's very slow, first off, right? At least it sounds super slow to me. I'm mm -hmm. not a professional by any means. <laughs> but then is there something, the question is, is there something stuck in the can or what's preventing it from going forward? Because as Rick and Marty point out, we're not going to find anything in solid rock. But it's not the solid rock that we're hitting. We're hitting something that they are able to very slowly advance through. So what does that mean? That means maybe it's that concrete layer of the chapel vault. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Don't know. It's whatever they pushed out of the way last year. Remember? Yeah. Well, if, okay, let's say that's the case mm -hmm. that it did get pushed over and that's what they're hitting. Now they're potentially either pushing it down or aside or only being able to advance so slowly because of all the extra weight mm -hmm. and what's put on it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, don't know, but she has a game plan. Yeah. I like the unique idea. So she's going to bring the case on back up five feet. Yep. Set the hammer grab because it's like 50,000 pounds or whatever. Oh, is that it? <laughs> yeah. On top <laughs> of this thing that's causing the blockage, uh -huh. hopefully dislodge it mm -hmm. and then try again. So mm -hmm. fingers crossed it works out. I guess we'll find out next week because that's kind of the end of the money pit this uh, episode. Yeah. And I guess if you're going to rest a hammer grab on it, it's a lot of weight. It's possible if it's the vault, it might do a little uh, <laughs> break it up a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So Yeah. So money pit, I think, uh, you know, I guess time will tell. Next week will tell mm -hmm. what, One what, more they, week. Uh, what they find because it's 
coming to the end of another season on Oak Island. No. Sorry. Sorry. All right. So we go to lot 25 and they also go to the swamp. Which one do you want to talk about first? Um, I don't know. Let, let's swamp it up first. Swamp it up. We're only at the swamp for this very, very, very short period of All time. Right. Swamp of Stillskin, hanging out in the swamp. Of course. Where else would he be? So that's Dr. Ian Spooner. Yep. Um, the swamp doctor. He is out there With, taking samples uh -huh. of a woody layer uh, to get a snapshot of time of the stuff above the woody layer. Uh -huh. uh, he's going to date it and part of a uh, date the part of a stump that was killed by the swamp. Mm -hmm. He seen he's pointing out kind of like the the soil where mm -hmm. the soil is where it turns to swamp uh, the woody layer, which you know he explains it like you said to Alex and Billy, who's out there too naturally, mm -hmm. and he's looking for like a a kill date of the tree right in order to get an origination of when the swamp would have been built but he seems so really excited he's like, kind of like a detective you know what he is like a detective mm. he's like a swamp detective hmm. Hmm. this makes me think about his trading card that'll happen one day <laughs> <laughs> all right so um yeah i mean it was short and sweet um something i'm gonna jump to uh because at the very end, when we go to next time on the Curse of Oak Island, we actually see some of his results. Yes. I don't know. Is this spoiler? I don't think so. I mean, it was shared, but yeah, um, we can speculate about it. Well, I'm going to read just a little bit of them. Um, so I don't know which samples these are, obviously, because literally all it says is material wood, because um, I took a screenshot. Mm -hmm. um, it says that it was... Uh, it has dates, right? Mm -hmm. So some of the dates say um, with a 95% certainty, this wood, I don't know which piece of wood, like I said, is dated between 1022 and 1218. That's one of them. The next one is 50, uh, sorry, 95% as well. And it's a piece of wood that dated to 1036 to 1217. Mm -hmm. uh, there was another sample that had three possible dates that it could have been. Um 750 to 680 BC, <laughs> uh, 671 to 607 BC. Um, but the most likely um, would have been 596 to 399 BC. Whoa. And so that's um, the newest date. Like that's the closest to now, but uh, it was a 64% certainty. Yeah. That... that one. But I mean, it could have, you know, it's, it's just wood. I mean, <laughs> We're not saying anybody's was at the money pit or at the swamp back mm -hmm. in 399 BC doing some work, but who knows? Maybe they were. Yeah. And well, we're not interpreting these results. We don't know if yeah. they were pulled in order to. I mean, there's so many pieces of information that could be gathered out of it. Mm -hmm. Looks like there were some results from around the eye, potentially. Mm -hmm. um, one of the pieces of the tree, probably that cork or something yeah i don't know i wish i knew more you know we probably um one of them says uh what mercy hole wood mm -hmm. so, so that would have been at that mercy point in the swamp yeah and it even says the word squished next to it so it was probably squished in between some rocks right I don't Squishy. Know. yeah so i guess it's all speculation we don't know until they tell us more but pretty interesting nonetheless it is it's very very exciting yeah so we should go on to uh, lot 25, lot 25. 
correct Amundo. So they go hang out with uh, at the Samuel Ball Foundation. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, Deidre has been looking forward to this for a long time. Like she last year, they went and did something there, and then they forgot about it. And Deidre has always been upset. I like, want to know why. Like why I won't, need why, won't, why won't you let me go back to the Ball Foundation? Exactly, and they're like, oh, we got to stop. And if that happened last year, and then they also did the scanning earlier this year. Did Laird have to get permits because of what they found last year with all the pottery and well, such? These permits take forever to get. So, I mean, it could have taken that long until they I get know. back to it. Because I'm really rooting for Samuel Ball. Are you? Like, I really hope he got away with a chunk of the treasure. I hope he didn't. Well, I hope there's <laughs> some left over. But, like, he he's a rags to riches story, you know, of this. I, he's got a great story I and i really hope he at least had one treasure chest worth of stuff and some there's a bunch more left but mm -hmm. i'm rooting for samuel ball well it would be nice but i'm still kind of rooting for rick and marty myself well so. i'm rooting for them too <laughs> i mean give me a break yeah. but all right so laird got a government permit to excavate mm -hmm. and he said he's setting up some test pits with rick's help yes kelly barasa gary and jack are assisting the search right mm -hmm. uh kelly finds what could be an uh an inch or a, hinge a hinge yes in american it's hinge in yeah english it's an inch or at least yes. in gary english. in gary it's a inch yeah so uh clotworthy theorizes that it might be to a treasure chest and kelly then notes that he has barely scratched the surface with this area and literally more yeah expect more finds to come he's literally barely below the sod yeah, and then we have Charles joining in. Mm -hmm. Well, just a real quick point on that hinge. Mm -hmm. They also found what looked to be like a corner bracket mm -hmm. right by it. So it does kind of come together with some type of box or a something. A treasure chest? Could it be? Hmm. Dot, dot, dot. Okay, that, that was it. That's all right, all so it. we have Laird, Jack, and Charles. They're continuing the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laird shows Jack the GPR map because mm -hmm. he asks, he's like, hey, well, which part of this test pit should I be digging in? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Laird's like, dude, just get back to work. You know, I <laughs> like, keep going. Like, uh, literally, he said, uh, uh, let's get back to work at one point. Well, Jack wants to know where to focus his digging sure. energy because mm -hmm. yeah, but you, he, he wants to get right to the stuff. He ends up getting uh, way down deep and yeah. he's keeping the whole thing level. So. It, it really is irrelevant where Jack, it was more for story, I guess, because where Jack wanted to dig wasn't relevant. It all, it basically, you know, I'm not an archeologist, but it seems like when they go down, they have to do it step-by-step step, all the way down, nice and neat, uniform, all the way down to the bottom because that thing was square mm -hmm. and was flat, flush on the bottom. Yeah, uh, archeologists know how to dig holes. Yeah. And I think they taught Jack what's really interesting. So, Charles is there, right? Charles has a bucket. Mm -hmm. Jack scoops stuff into a bucket. They take a bucket full. It goes over to Laird, who sifts everything. Like, literally, everything is sifted that comes out of that hole. That's a big hole to Assembly have to sift too. it all. Yep. Right? They, they're, they're the dream team. Oh, yeah. Those guys. Killing it. Killing it. All right, so we have... Um, then Jack... Uh, find some uh stacked stones and he's like looking around he's like oh my gosh um i, I need to get more into this and he's like kind of digging around with his hands yeah and, and then, it, like claws yeah and, and you know what laird had to say about that what do you want to trowel <laughs> <laughs> like legit like 
Come on. He's like, John. Trowel? Quit being a savage because he gets excited and he starts going in with his hands. He's and Charles like, look, it's falling down. Do you want a trowel? Yeah, we want a trowel. Okay, Jack, you needed a trowel, buddy. Oh, yeah, a tool. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Oh man, that's why he needs those gloves with the claws. But Lair just kind of gave it to him like. Man, you want a tool to like <laughs> help you out? <laughs> I'm happy to yeah. give it to you. I'll hook a brother up, right? Right. He had that same feeling when they were in uh, Smith's Cove. You want a trowel? <laughs> like he was trying to downgrade Jack from his giant shovel to a trowel. And he was like, Mur. yeah, well, <laughs> it's a good thing that Laird's around because sometimes oh, yeah. you just need to say, do you want a trowel? <laughs> it's his lucky trowel. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right. So uh, Jack, sorry, Gary joins him mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, you found a total mate. Yeah. <laughs> That's just my best Gary. Yeah. Impressionation. Yeah. That was a special <laughs> impression. Yeah. So. Um, but everybody's excited. So yeah. everybody shows. Yeah. Everybody starts showing up. But Billy. Gary, what, Gary also says, what better place to hide your treasure? Yeah. All right. Looks like a hidey hole to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Rick and Billy got a good Billy sighting there. That's right. Um, Billy was also at the swamp too. We did forgot to mention that. No, I mentioned it. Oh, well, I don't listen sometimes. I know. Okay. All right. All right. So Laird wants them all to know that it lines up with an anomaly that was on the GPR map. Mm-hmm. Rick says that this could be the one thing. What did he say? The one thing. Did you just say this could be the one thing? For the Ball Foundation. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's quick to squish Jack's dreams. Like, poor Jack, I think, took a beating this time. <laughs> no, Jack, Jack, Jack's a good sport. Well, people were asking if what they say, anyone else think that Jack got tricked into digging his own grave? <laughs> like, you had mentioned that last week, and then I saw a lot of it this week. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, so the, the one thing for the Ball Foundation, right? I didn't know we had a one thing for each locate. I didn't know that was criteria. Eh, I mean, it might not even be related to Samuel Ball, as Gary suggests. He says mm-hmm. it could predate him for it's all they true. know. That's true. That's a really good point. Yeah, so uh, Claude really noted that they have found tools on the, on the that may date back 600 years, and that was definitely before Samuel Ball. So And who knows? Who knows? The there, shadow. Well, there might be a... Re- and so Jack finishes up mm-hmm. by saying, well, maybe... Samuel Ball knew something, and that's why he was here. Dun dun dun. Maybe he uh, used his trowel to dig up his treasure. Uh, but do you want a trowel? <laughs> this is this little toy is too easy. This, this is like going to be I really like, bad. Our, no, it's going to be great. Our poor listeners. Okay. Uh, so the next day, mm-hmm. we have we're back at lot twenty-five. Correct. And we bring in Marty and Alex and Steve, mm-hmm. and they join Alex or. They join Laird and Rick, mm-hmm. um, and they bring a snake cameraman in to help. Yes. Uh, and I'm not uh, talking about someone that's like a snake trainer. Like or Medusa yeah. or, no, uh, Derek Hale, owner of the Septic Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a septic installation, well, he's the owner of the Septic Installation Company. Mm-hmm. So he shows up with a big sewer scope. This is right up my alley. I thought so. I I've been to many a sewer scope inspection and seen many, many a scope. So it's a semi-rigid coax cable. Uh, He says that it's an inch and five-eighths around. So it's it's flexible. 
but he's got like 200 feet or something. The, the scope can extend 200 feet. Yeah, it, well, that's what I mean. That's how much he brought with him. They yeah. did not go 200 feet. Nope, I think they went about 14 feet in, right? Well, they go 14 feet in, and then Alex, who's there, is like, let's go to 20, <laughs> right? He he seems really excited, mm -hmm. which by all means, yes. And Well, it looks like they're noting that this thing looks man-made, right? So, yeah. You know, very it's, on purpose. It, yeah, it's very uh, suspicious. And it they note that it had a very flat ceiling. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that could be good. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, but the flat ceiling, as they're going through, it the initial shot we get there, one's like, whoa, stop, what is that? It looks like wood. Mm-hmm. And who is it? Laird? Laird says, no, it's most likely rock. And they continue. And as they you know, go under, I think they need Terry Matheson. Why isn't he down there? I don't know. He's rock and rolling too hard. Oh, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got these buttons here. It's a uh, Markapalooza. <laughs> they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Well, if they're everywhere, where are you, Terry? You need to be everywhere, buddy. Hey, that's on wood. That's not even on rocks. I know, but he's like, they're over here looking at these rocks uh -huh. and we need him to render an opinion. We do. Just we saying. need him to render opinion <laughs> of the rocks, mm -hmm. but it looks like they're going underneath the floor of the ball foundation. At least Marty mentions that. Mm -hmm. And when they get stuck and Steve pop chimes in like i need to guide that through i'm going where are you gonna go to guide <laughs> that through like Derek's stuck in the hole in like in the corner mm -hmm. apparently there's another hole well, where they can i think uh you know steve's tall he probably has really long arms he probably can stick his arm like you well, know he two, was standing three in feet in there and wiggle it around you know <laughs> Because he has long arms, yeah. <laughs> he gets nominated to get shoved into this tiny area. Yeah. <laughs> Reach in there, buddy. <laughs> Hopefully there's no it. actual snakes in there. Yikes. Yeah, it's 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 Canada. I'm sure there are snakes up there, but eh. well I'd be more worried about like something else. I don't know. I was thinking about so we have like a mini snake cam that we've used for other treasure hunting expeditions. Yep. And there's a couple attachments on the end. One of them is almost like a coat hook type of thing mm -hmm. and it's a rigid piece that's got a little hook and it allows you to move little things that are in your way whether it be dirt or mm -hmm. rocks or whatever mm -hmm. i was thinking to myself hmm i feel like they need one of those little tools at the end it might be beneficial uh -huh. mm -hmm. yep so they got this big rock block in their way ultimately derek says he's confident that he thinks that the tunnel does continue because if you look at the soil closely all that stuff's disturbed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like a a telltale sign that someone that has been in there doing mm -hmm. something. And maybe the rock's there just to close it off. Yep. Marty says that it can't be a tunnel to nowhere. It has to be significant. And there's no doubt that it's man-made. Or is it was it a tunnel, a channel? What? You know, mm -hmm. like what was it? Yeah, he has them pull back a bit to see if it then goes left or right, potentially. Mm -hmm. And I would have been interested to take a look at the map of the different um, tunnels from mm -hmm. the hits of the GPR they were getting and kind of compare where it was. Cause it looks like Laird had it overlaid on a grid off of the foundation. 
-hmm. So based off of how far in the snake cam was, they maybe could get a rough estimate if that was the end or not. But don't know. It was also dark. Very dark. Days are going quick. Yep. Those guys are working late into the night again. You know what? They can't stop and they won't stop. Welcome to Oak Island, Eric. <laughs> this is just the way it rolls. Yeah, well, classic Oak Island, right? Classic Oak Island. All right, so that's the end of the episode. The Whoa. I'm going to say it like I said last year. The penultimate episode. Oh, geez. Of the Curse of Oak Island for season seven. Yes, it is the penultimate episode of the season Remember finale. when I taught you that word last year? Yes, yeah. and I'm just going to roll with I forgot okay. that word. Yeah. Until well, right I brought it back. Moment. It's cool. All right, so next week on the Curse of Oak Island, we have the season finale. Yep, let's dissect what sneak Looks like a lot of it. stuff is going down. Like, whoa. Whoa. So Money Pit, work. Yeah. Yeah. Marty's there. Yep. And he says there's definitely a void. The hammer grab is pulling up more spoils. They're hoping to find the chapel vault. Yep. Fingers crossed. Please find the chapel vault. Please. Please. Yep. All right. Then what? Uh, let's see here. Swamp. Swamp will still skin. Mm -hmm. So Ian Spooner, Dr. Ian Spooner says the dates are rather extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And based off of what we could see with that little screen capture there, the dates were rather extraordinary. Yeah, dating all the way back to like uh, BC. Mm -hmm. And we <laughs> so get a knows? flash like towards the end of this where the, uh, who is it? Rick, Marty, and Gary, I believe, are standing in the swamp. And you hear medieval, baby. Be that's what Rick is looking at. Gary, like, okay, well. Based off those dates, who knows? Who knows? Then we got Gary and Marty. Uh, they're looking through the spoils in the money pit, and they find a coin. A coin? Could it be? Could it be? Maybe it's a button. No, it was a yeah. Definitely, it was definitely a, a coin. coin. <laughs> and uh, we've seen some screenshots of this coin, mm -hmm. and we know what kind of coin it is, right? Mm -hmm. It's a Canadian toonie, which is uh, uh, <laughs> it's actually. Um, uh, so Canada has these dollar coins called loonies. Uh -huh. This one's a $2 coin. So it's a toonie, right? And it's a uh, <laughs> Yeah. So uh, somebody either played a joke on them mm -hmm. or cause this is a very modern coin, like yeah. within the last 20 years Yeah. or so. And so I'd the, say the last 20 years for the timeline. Yeah. Right. So um, yeah, but a lot of people are getting hung up. Like, that can't, you know, because, you know, like people are sharing these images online. And they're Naturally. Like, they're trying to pull one over on us. You know, why Why would they do that when it's like there's no such possibility of that being some kind of rare fine coin, you know, from a long time ago. And then, then we see the war room. Yes. In the next time on. And there's a giant timeline that's covering the whole table, right? Mm -hmm. And we have a red line that separates everything before the money pit. Mm-hmm. This was discovered in 1795 and the things after the things that uh, artifacts that would have been uh, newer oh, than that. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it looks like that. So he's holding the coin. Yeah. Marty's holding the coin and he goes to place it on the table mm -hmm. and guess where he puts it on the timeline at 2000. Yeah. Somewhere around the year 2000. So it's like they didn't pull the wool over anybody's eyes. They immediately told us basically, if you're paying attention, how old that coin is. Yeah. Uh, exactly yeah <laughs> it's just but that was really cool i figured the timeline's gonna be a big deal oh yeah right well, yeah it's the, gonna be fun this it, is where it, we look at everything it's gonna be cool because they're gonna have all the artifacts um 
you know, the lead cross will be there, you know, everything, everything's going to be on this timeline Anything on this new table from this year. and they're going to say, okay, this is from this year. This is from this year. And we'll see where it all bunches up. I'm guessing it's going to all bunch up around 1770. And you know what? The beginning mm -hmm. of this season, mm -hmm. we saw uh, when they opened up, they had all those spoils out and kind of like all the different things, the exciting stuff. Right. And they were excited to see what comes this year. And Gary said, they're going to need a bigger table. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe they bring in a bigger table. Yeah, they just put in an extra leaf. <laughs> that table has really expanded over the last seven years. Yes, right? Yeah, so, um, yeah, Gary says that th that might be the find of the year. And we don't even know what he's talking about. He could be being sarcastic with the toonie. <laughs> I mean, be. Gary's known for a funny. Yeah, sure. For sure. Uh, Doug says that they may have a, a real whodunit on their hands. And, uh, you know, I think they're just trying to pinpoint on the timeline, like, who did it and yeah. when? You know, if you if that's your whodunit, you know, yeah. trying to figure out that mystery. He's a detective. A whodunit is a mystery. Yep, he is, for sure. Detective Doug. I thought, the case. I thought Swamp Doctor was a detective. They're he all detectives. Too. They're all detectives. All right, so Gary says that you got an artifact um, where you... Uh, we've got an artifact you can hold in your hands. I don't even know what that was about, but I wrote it down. I don't know. It's something we're going to see here soon, I'm sure. Maybe that was in, in addition to the medieval thing that you were talking about. Quite possibly. Yeah, Because uh, he says, uh, Marty says medieval to Gary. Gary says medieval baby. And then mm -hmm. we have a picture. Then it goes over to Rick giggling. Mm -hmm. I figured Rick it was the wood the sample was medieval. Don't know. I guess we'll have to tune in next week to find out, right? Of course. We're not going to miss the finale. Well, heck no. This whole week's a finale. Should we throw yeah. that out there? Oh, my gosh. So much happening this week on the Curse of Oak Island. Uh, I guess I should pull up the... Uh... There's shows leading up to the finale, kind of like they did this year with shows leading up to the premiere. And... Oops. Uh, mm -hmm. So with shows leading up to the premiere, like the Top 25 Theories and Moments and all that fun stuff, mm -hmm. uh, we know Shatner is coming back to the island. Yep, on saturday the 25th so, so that's in a, couple, uh, a days. couple days we got william shatner meets oak island that's a replay of the episode that we've already seen with william shatner okay then on sunday we have there's a drilling down there's a curse of oak island top 10 finds the top 10 finds so we saw a top 25 finds maybe mm -hmm. they've updated it. i don't know i think they said so far oh no moments is so far mm -hmm. And then at 10 o'clock, there's a, the Curse of Oak Island, the top 10 moments you've never seen or you never saw. And we've seen the, uh, the top 25 moments we never saw. Uh -huh. So I don't know if they've updated that or not. Maybe. And then there's a drilling down. On Monday, we've okay, got... That's all Sunday. Yeah, there's um, a drilling down on at 8 o'clock. At 9 o'clock, there is a top 10 theories. And we've seen the top 25 theories. Mm -hmm. So I uh, don't know if it's changed or not. Uh, the top 10 moments is getting replayed. And then... Um, on Tuesday, okay, so Tuesday's a big one. Okay. Tuesday at 8 o'clock, we have the Curse of Oak Island drilling down the Shakespeare connection. Okay. And is that one with William Shatner? I think I he's believe with that. so, yes. Yeah. And so that's at 8 o'clock. And at 9 o'clock, we have the season finale of the Curse of Oak Island. And Do then you... at 10 o'clock, there's the Lost, War, Lost Gold of World War II season premiere. So what were you going to say? I was going to say, if they're going to show... Uh, the Shakespeare connection right before the finale, mm -hmm. then 
are we going to get some type of Shakespeare whodunit on the finale? You know, they like to do stuff like that. I, I, that's what I'm wondering. Is hmm. there another tie-in here? They find some more parchment. They find some more book bindings. Possibly. They find some more purple wood. Yeah. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. Who knows? I, uh, know. I mean, it, it's hard to say. There's a lot. I think it's going to be a jam-packed uh, week. Yeah. So earlier on, I said, uh, come to our pregame show at 5 o'clock. Yeah, it's going to be at 4 o'clock Pacific, yep. 7 o'clock Eastern, because it's going to be before the Shakespeare thing airs. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So a little bit different time. Pay attention to uh, your clocks. Yeah. Well, we'll be here. And it, as many of you want to come and chill chillax with us, then yeah. please do. It's a great time. Um, hey, before we move on to anything else, I just want to say, uh, if you would like, we're inviting you to uh, submit a review for us on mm -hmm. um, Apple Podcasts. Uh, yeah. I Hmm? Yeah, Apple Podcast. Yeah, so uh, please do if you uh, if you like us. That is, you know, yeah, it's a five star review. If you want to give us a one, two, three, or four star review, send me a like an email or mm -hmm. send me a message or something instead, and maybe we could talk about what you may not enjoy, and we can uh, we talk about it and figure the it feedback. out. Yeah, we like the feedback, but but if we get a, a review that's like four stars, three stars, because um, we have uh, that's the same as a one star basically, because it's either all or nothing with those kind of rating systems. Mm -hmm. So. If you give us a five star, if you enjoy us, please do. We would really appreciate it because um, we haven't asked for a while. So yeah, just throwing it out there. It's been a long time. Yeah, just throwing it out there. So thank you. Thank you. Um, I have one more thing before what? we get into Clotworthies and stuff. What? Uh, well, there's a tragedy in uh, yes. Nova Scotia last week. Ugh, heartbreaking. And, uh, you know, it sucks. It just, it's, uh, it's ter terrible, uh, terrifying. Um, we just want to say, to the people of Nova Scotia, we're sorry that happened to you. Our you're in our thoughts. Out to you. Yeah. And, you know, you're in our hearts. You're in our thoughts. Um, I'm sorry for what happened to you guys. Yeah. It's so. already really rough right now with yeah. everybody on lockdown and mm -hmm. quarantine and stay at home orders. And it just, for something like this, it, it's just. Mm, that, very, very unfortunate. Very. Uh, selfish of the person and very sad so it is we sad. just want to express our condolences because i know the whole entire province is hurting yeah and the whole nation of canada is hurting so yeah so we're we're thinking of you guys for sure all right so on a, a lighter note uh maybe we can get into some clot worthies or do you have something else before we get nope there? let's go ahead and do that so every week we do our clot worthy moments and uh robert clot is our favorite narrator which gives us the excitement and the recaps throughout the episode he's the could it be guy right you should know that by now if you've listened to us for exactly. any amount of time. Yep. and so last week we had two up and we had you vote on him want to hear the winner let's see who won last week a mysterious species of oak tree brought to Oak Island. Whoa. A mysterious species of oak tree brought to Oak Island. A canopy oak? Could it be? A cork oak? <laughs> An oak oak? An oakity oak oak ogerson? <laughs> don't know. Don't know. But don't know, thank don't you, know. everybody, for voting. Yeah, thanks for voting. So um, Two more. Oh, we have two contenders for you to choose from. For this week's clotworthy moment of the week. Correct a Mundo. Okay, here's the first one. An anchor for a lantern or pulley found some 120 feet deep in the location the team believes to be the original money pit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mouthful. I love it though. He has a 
good set of lungs because that was done without any stopping. Oh. I could not do that. Come on, he's a professional. He is a professional. A professional. That was a good one. That was really good. Um, <laughs> let's see what it's up against, though. Okay, let's hear it. A hinge? Possibly from a chest? Could it be evidence of something of value that Samuel Ball hid beneath his property for safekeeping? I don't know. I don't know. It, it had a good could it be in there. It though. did. So, so It's got that going for it already. It, it does. I like both of them. They're great. I think those were, we had a lot of really great ones in this episode. I think those are two top contenders. So how did they vote? All right. So go to facebook.com slash Oak Island podcast. Yep. And you can vote there. There's going to be uh, one of our posts that has pictures on it. One of them is going to be of that hook. Yep. One of them is going to be of that hinge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, you would pick on the one that you think is the most fun, like the, Whatever you like. Yeah, whatever one you like. It's there's no there's a winner and a loser, but there's no real winners or losers. You just pick whatever one you We're like, and it's all fun. Here. Yeah, it's all fun. So you go there, or you could go to uh, Twitter, Twitter, and you find us there at Oak Island Pod. Correct. And you go ahead, and there's a a Twitter poll, mm -hmm. and you just click the one you like. Yep. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that part is all done. Yep. Is there anything else going on? I don't think so. We well, just tell them how to get a hold of us. Well, we do need to t uh, touch on. Uh, so we're recording this on Thursday. Correct. On Friday, we have Oak Island Trivia Game Night. Yeah. People have been winning prizes like crazy. Do you want to be have. one of them? You can be. You be yes, a top you could 10 be. winner. Yep. You just have to be a top 10 winner in our Oak Island Trivia. And guess what? Boom. You get real prizes mailed to your mailbox, like mm -hmm. physical stuff. Like they come from us. And then they go to you. <laughs> we send a lot of mail out every week. A lot. And it's fun and it's totally worth it. And everybody has a great time participating. Mm -hmm. At least that's what we hear. I yeah. don't know. Nobody said your questions stink yet, you know? Hey, so. it's a free, fun time had by all. Yep. So if you want to participate in Oak Island Trivia, where we have about, um, I think we have 10 questions of Oak Island Trivia and 15 questions of general trivia, um, come and join us. It's on Friday at eight o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Pacific, um, on our Facebook page. And that's at facebook.com slash Oak Island podcast. Correct. Amundo. Uh, so you know how to get a hold of us on Facebook. Uh, you know how to find us on Twitter. We're also on Instagram at Oak Island podcast. Mm -hmm. We also have email. If you want to email us directly. Yep. That's Oak Island podcast at gmail.com. You go to our website, mm -hmm. which is oakislandpodcast.com yep and you can go there to purchase our oak island trading card sets Correct. also if you want you can be a patron and go to patreon.com slash oak island podcast and that's a way for you to uh, monetarily support us yes um you know out of the goodness of your heart and we send you those trading cards every single month and you won't miss them if you're subscribed that way so yep easy peasy lemon squeezy <laughs> again <laughs> so every time that the six new cards come out each month they, they go in the right mail. To you. you get happy things in the mail. No bills. Nope. You just get smiles. Smiles. Because they have fun little stories on them. That's so. right. right. And we have a phone number. Yeah. What's the phone number? Our phone number is 360-836-4549. Leave a message there. We'd love to hear from you. Yep. So pretty soon we're going to be in the off season. Correct. And we're going to record some off-season stuff. Oh, yeah. And we're hoping to get interviews with some of the cast. Oh, yes. But we also have some other things planned, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So um, we've teased this for a long time. We actually teased it a lot last year, mm -hmm. but we never got to it. because, Well, we did get to it, and it wasn't good. It, it was bad news. So we sorted, or we're going to do a resorting <laughs> of uh, Oak Island uh, 
characters? No, <laughs> you don't like calling them characters. No, cast. Yeah. cast members cast members they're sure. not char they're not make-believe people they're <laughs> going into make-believe make -believe houses character. hey am i a character yeah, yeah that's right see but that comes with a <laughs> negative condensation <laughs> no it doesn't or they're fine anyway we're gonna sort these people these people that we hold dear in our hearts mm -hmm. into harry potter houses correct send us an email send us a uh, voicemail of where you think these guys should end up yeah yeah why yeah. not it Especially if you've got one that we'll you're really like campaigning for a certain yeah, house. I yeah. want to hear it. Yeah. Cause then when we do that podcast, we'll read those off like, Hey, well, this person says that this person should be in Gryffindor yeah. and we'll be like, but I thought he was a Hufflepuff. And he's just like, no, he's a Slytherin. And then we'll be like, well, well, they made some good points. Maybe he actually is a Gryffindor. Mm -hmm. And so you can influence the way that our thing turns out and it'll be a lot of fun. Guaranteed. Yep. So we'll so. have a good time. Yep, totally. Is there anything else? I think that's the end of the episode. I think it is the end of the episode. So we will see you Friday night. And until next time. Could it be? Oh, bingo. It's a uh, Markapalooza. They're everywhere. They're everywhere.